What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Tom Kane, this is the voice of Yoda on Star Wars and the Neverland podcast you are listening to. Yes. Another world, another time in the age of wonder. There was once a dream you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Or shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can find Takes his faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders, and use the force on your pixie. You know, do a little mind trick on her to remind her that she needs to uh, help you think up happiest thoughts. Because Pixies have happy thoughts they can share. So use a mind trick on her. She'll give you a happy thought and some more pixie dust. And then we can fly away to Neverland. Uh, either that or we might even fly all the way to Black Spire uh, on... <laughs> I forgot the name of the planet. R2. I forgot, yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, I blew up my whole intro, but that's okay. <laughs> of course, I'm Jeremy, the head lost boy around here in Neverland, but you can call me the Spider Pan, and we're not flying alone this week because Lost Boy Retlaw Eric is with us. Hello. How do? Oh, I do a very busy person. Mm. But oh my gosh, am I super excited after, you know, sitting and watching the live stream most of the weekend of everything <laughs> going on at Star Wars Celebration. So, you know, as much fun as it would be to actually be there. I kind of enjoy watching it on YouTube because I get to see all the panels and I don't have to deal with the crowds and all that kind of thing. Yep, yep, yep. I'm glad they make it available to us. Yes, that, that makes me so happy, especially, you know, you get to see all the little stage when they bring out everybody kind of one at a time and just talk to people. And I have to say, Ahmed Best getting all kinds of Jar Jar love has oh, yeah. just warmed my heart. <laughs> Most definitely. He, uh, he certainly uh, opened up this year about his experience, and I'm so glad to see that he's getting so much love from the fan base. Yeah, and I, I, the, I like the way they've kind of summed it up, that Jar Jar was created for the kids in the audience. Now mm-hmm. all those kids have grown up, 
and now they're at that convention, and they've loved Jar Jar from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of nice because you know I liked Jar. I thought it was funny a few times. He gets annoying after about the tenth viewing or so, but I still think that's my, that's still my favorite of the prequels. And I know it's an unpopular opinion for people my age, but I still I like that one. I went to the theater multiple times for that one. The other two I only saw once in the theater. Mm. That first one I kept going, and I I really still enjoy the Phantom Menace. Well, and you know we're coming up on the twentieth anniversary here in just a little more than a month. Yeah, and they had a nice panel about the 20th anniversary as well today on Monday when we're recording this. Yeah, I know we're recording this a day late. It's been kind of a (laughs) wild weekend here. Although not every fan is happy, we did hear from Waylon Lewis again. uh, Because, you know, we did... We got a trailer for the ninth film, but he says... When The Last Jedi ruined Star Wars fan base, they got no interest to go see it in the movie theater. Damage control and dumpster fire now. Of course, he's not good with punctuation, so to put that together, but he figures there's the big, a lot of the fan base are probably not going to go to the next movie, but, you know, I'm sure there's people who are not going to go, but I think a lot of us that, you know, that maybe are like, oh, well, this isn't the movie I wanted it to be, they might still go because you start to watch the trailer and you're like, oh, but it's another Star Wars movie. I, I kind of want to, I got to go anyway. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially, oh, and we'll talk about this later, the, uh, the, uh, the major thing we heard at the end of that teaser. We'll, we'll discuss that later, but oh my gosh, we have so oh, much stuff to get yes. into. Well, let's roll, roll it. <laughs> roll it. Roll it again. Oh, you know, I've actually been told by, you know, the real Brian show, the guy, Brian. Um, yeah. They, they like to, to use the phrase, do it uh, <laughs> a lot. And I, I, I game with them. I play this game, uh, Blade and Soul. It's by the people who like Cryptic Studios, I think it is. They made the uh, City of Heroes game. Mm-hmm. And so they have this thing when they're trying to tell us if somebody go do something, they'll go, do it. But apparently they don't do it very well. They think I have the perfect impersonation of the emperor going, do it. I don't know why. What do you all think? Does that sound, <laughs> does that sound like the emperor? Roll it I don't again. know. I don't know. I think we probably need to hear an unlimited power. Unlimited power. It's harder to do that when he's yells. It's when he's down low, it's I can hit that. <laughs> But of course, as Tom Kane was saying, without his being Yoda, it's not so much that you can do an impersonation of a line you've heard. You have to be able to take a voice and do original lines for it. And that's where I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a whole different thing. But uh, OK, so basically everything today is just news. So I guess we'll have to go ahead and play that sounder. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Alright, so the first thing, and this is Star Wars news, pretty much everything is Star Wars news except for a couple of things. Now, this isn't necessarily happy, but hmm. Disneyland filed a permit to demolish the Adventureland sign and widen the pathway for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge crowds. Yes. Yes, this and, is from Blog Mickey. Mm-hmm. And and that particular entryway is a bit of a bottleneck. Yeah, the it sign looks stretches. Like it. Well, the sign stretches across the uh, entrance of Adventureland from the Dole Whip booth and the Tiki Room waiting area, or uh, gathering area where they have the uh, the the Garden of the Gods, all the way across the path. But then there's a like a, a single person wide. Uh, kind of 
don't even want to say alleyway, um, but there's an area for, you know, you can walk one person abreast that's kind of separate and separated from the rest of the pathway. And I mm -hmm. think that this uh, destruction or demolition is to remove that uh, little dividing line that makes that separate pathway right there and just open up that area a bit more. Truly, we are going to be losing uh, a piece of Adventureland that's been around since the mid 80s. Um, mm which is difficult to see. And, and though they say demolish, I can guarantee that the sign itself is going to be sitting in a warehouse uh, waiting to be uh, either sold to a collector or brought back out at, at some future anniversary. And I'll, I'll bet they're going to build a bigger version of it that's just wider. Yes, it might, it might even be similar to like, you know, at uh, Walt Disney World, the entrance to Adventureland, it's, it is pretty big and it's got a middle mm -hmm. column. But it's mm -hmm. got a really neat entrance too, and so I mean, you just make a bigger one. That so, there's people kind of sad about this, but I think you know, in the end, it's going to be okay. They're going to build a different one. They just need something a little bigger, mm -hmm. so more people can get through. Yep, and you know, so, that's the one. That's the one definite about Disney parks. Uh, change is always going to be inevitable. As long as there's imagination in the world, the parks will never be finished. Yeah, so then it'll be okay in the end. It's just it's you know things change. We're not always happy about them, but. <laughs> One change that I'm definitely not happy about because I didn't get a chance to ever see it. September 30th has been marked as the last day for Illuminations Reflections of Earth over at Epcot. Well, although they did live stream it, uh, I guess, this past week. So uh, mm -hmm. I think that is still available on YouTube. I need to sit and watch. Although I've seen yeah. a video of it before, but I want to see it live. Oh, I got to tell you, there is nothing like saying it live. It, it yeah. completely impressed me and my family and blew us all away and we know we're gonna have to find some time to go see that again uh, before it goes away in september i fit in a suitcase all right <laughs> <laughs> you might not know like you the, can be into the park but yeah well you might not like the temperatures or the air pressure in the cargo hold <laughs> as long as there's oxygen i guess i'll be all right i'll be alive <laughs> And there's some goofy comedy movie where somebody stuffs themselves in a suitcase and they get to a point they unzip it and the per I think it was like I feel like a Jim Carrey movie and it just comes out of the suitcase like mm. am I remembering something correctly or am I just something like that sounds familiar but the only thing I'm coming up with uh, in recent memory is Ocean's Twelve which I haven't seen I haven't seen any of those Ocean's movies I'd rather actually see the original one because I mean I hear it's like the old old. Uh, Rat Pack is in there. Yeah, so. yeah, very much old Rat Pack on, you know, the original with Frank Sinatra and uh, Sammy Davis Jr. So, uh, hey, uh, check your pockets. Oh, well, how did that get there? Six ninety nine, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Are they out of their mind? Six ninety nine? Are they, Are they out of their mind? I think they're right in their, their right <laughs> mind, in my opinion. Well, you hang on to that six ninety nine, November 12th. Is a good time to spend six dollars and ninety nine cents. I'm sure there's probably gonna be some tax in there, and who knows? But that is when Disney Plus launches November twelfth. Yes, big <sighs> news on that this week. We big finally news. have a date. We've finally got the price point, and we have a good idea of what kind of content is going to be coming through. Oh my goodness, I am so happy about this. Even Bob Iger shared a picture of it. Mm -hmm. oh. Oh my goodness, so a bunch of movies. They even have that live-action Lady of the Tramp. We get a little picture of it here on The Verge. Looks very cute, I must say. Uh, and I, I think one of these sites I looked at actually had a full list. Let me pull that up right fast. I mean, there was so much stuff that I didn't even know was coming. Like, we heard about a Hawkeye series. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, here we go. There's that list. Okay, so High School the Musical, the musical, the series. It's a 10-episode series that I'm not going to watch. <laughs> uh, the Mandalorian we'll definitely be talking a lot more about later, uh, but... Oh, it's John Favreau, Dave Filoni. Well, let's just go ahead and talk some about this now. I did. did I somehow miss it, or did we talk about it and I just forgot? But Carl Weathers, yes. Oh my yes. gosh! And I love the fact when he came out on the panel, everybody started going Apollo, Apollo. I was like, oh, this is the greatest moment ever. <laughs> Because we'd heard a lot of different names, and we'd heard about Nick Nolte already, but I don't remember yeah. talking about Carl Weathers being in there. And he's even, like, prominent. He's going to be, like, the boss who sends the bounty hunters out. They're like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> uh, well, and, and and I don't know. Do you want to talk about it now, or do you want to save it for later? Well, we'll come back to it later, but I'm okay, so excited okay, for okay. this show. <laughs> yes. I'm super excited. Uh, diary of a Female President. Uh, this one on Deadline, it says, told from the narration of her diary, the series follows a Cuban-American 12-year-old girl as she navigates the ups and downs of middle school and her journey to becoming the future president of the United States. Well, that's, that, I think that's definitely aimed at, like, you know, teenage girls, and I'm sure they'll enjoy yeah. it. Me, I'm skipping that one. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll catch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though. You better believe it. And Especially the great thing... I'm, I'm kind of hoping that Winter Soldier kind of gets Cap's shield. Uh, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the great thing about this is it is going to have Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan reprising mm-hmm. their roles. I'm so happy. And if that wasn't enough, Tom Hiddleston is coming back for our Loki series. Although yes. I, there's, there's a timing saying this is like in the second year of, uh, of it being around. So... And we gotta wait for a little bit, but I, well, heck, there was even some news. Uh, this is it's almost rumor mill, but okay. In Marvel right now, in the comics, there's this War of the Realms event going on. Mm-hmm. Thor currently has multiple hammers because he doesn't have Mjolnir, right? So, but somebody saw artwork of Loki with a hammer and wondered if he was going to have Mjolnir. And I'm like, I don't think Loki could ever really be worthy of Mjolnir, but him being able to wield one of these hammers sounds like a fun idea. Yeah, it certainly does. So I, d- I don't know where all this is going. This War of the Realms, I've only read one issue of it, and oh my goodness, this is this is Thor's world gone crazy. This, I mean, the, the nine realms are all converging on Midgard, and it's a mess. <laughs> so you're further <laughs> along into the storyline than I am. <laughs> yeah, well, heck, I'm still trying to catch up with, uh, you know, Spider-Man is being hunted. You know, Craven the Hunter has set up this en- entire Hunger Games thing. And uh, there's like some side issues, you know. There's like the main number, like eight issue eighteen, but then there's eighteen like you H-U. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. H-U. So, yeah. H-U. H-U. yeah. So and yeah. it's got like side stories that kind of connect in, and so I got oh. well, I got more issues to track down. I have a feeling oh. it's comic book day, I'm going to be all over the place <laughs> trying to collect some of this. I'll tell you that Spider-Man uh, storyline is really interesting because it's not just uh, Spider-Man and it's not just Craven, but it's all of the animal-themed villains. Mm-hmm are you know oh, trapped in Central Park with Spider-Man if they're being hunted down by uh, arcade-built copies of Kraven. Yeah, which they're all being controlled by all these like big game hunter rich people, so they're just racking in the money and watching these robots hunt down. And so far, I think they have killed a few of the minor uh, Spider-Man villains. So I have some predictions that some characters like White Rabbit might not make it out, you know, because she's such a minor <laughs> character. You know, I don't know if the uh, Incredible Frogman is in there somewhere. But uh, I, I do know that the Black Ant is now part of it as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so many characters in there. And uh, oh, wow. I'm just, oh, just just how is it that so many of Spider-Man's 
uh, villains are animal based. It's crazy. Yeah. Which is something uh, J. Michael Straczynski brought up uh, in the early 2000s in this totem concept. That uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man is the perfect totem because uh, he is a spider pretty much. And then everybody else is basically like cheap copies. And that seems to be what draws them all to him. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of brilliant, you know, because he just <laughs> takes all this Spider-Man lore in there. And it's like they're able to just take that concept and like stack on it and have like, well, boom, here we go. And all these animals are now there. And oh, so great. Especially now at that la- end of the last issue I read, uh, they do have, I don't even know who this is, who's keeping an eye on Mary Jane. And I have no idea oh, what he's yes. doing there. Yes. Yeah. Mystery. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but we're, but I'm afraid we're getting off topic. We're talking Marvel Comics when we were on uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah, we've got an untitled Cassian Andor series, which we did here. We have got confirmed Alan Tudyk is coming back to be K2SO. Yep. You know why we have to watch it, right? Because K2SO? No, because the captain told us. Oh, exactly. But, oh, a spy thriller set in the Star Wars universe? Oh, Oh, I am I am so happy for this. Oh, yeah. What I wonder about is how long you can keep it going because uh, your main actor, um, which I forget his name, Diego Luna, he's mm-hmm. going to age past the age he was in Rogue One, and this is all supposed to be taking place before Rogue One. So, I wonder how long you can keep it going. You know, you can take some years off with the computer, <laughs> but I wonder. Oh, but I'm actually kind of excited for this next thing, although. Uh, this <laughs> to have this announced is a little bit of a, a spoiler for Endgame, but then you kind of knew this was going to work out okay in the end. Uh, let's just say there's a series called WandaVision. Yep. Yep. And I'm excited. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like Vision, and I was like, no, they're not going to kill Vision. They just got started with him. And so, yep. <laughs> well, I think you, you know, say it before we spoil something, you know. Oh, yeah. People haven't yes. figured it out yet. Well, you know, I think this one may also be a spoiler because we know of a certain fork that's going to have its own TV series. Uh, he's more of a spork, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do know again from the Deadline article that Forky from Toy Story 4, uh, who is a craft project created from trash, will share important questions about how the world works, such as what is cheese, what is time, what is love. Baby, Baby, don't, don't hurt, hurt me. me. Don't <laughs> hurt me no more. It's a serious 10 little shorts, so this will be available at launch time. So we'll have just mm-hmm. been introduced to the character. So, but, oh, and I, I'm sure it's coming along here on the later. I want to get into that a bit more, but there's another Pixar project I'm super excited about. But, oh, Spark Shorts. Yes. Which, oh, so these are all these. This is also Pixar. This is some of those. Um, you're kind of shorts done by, I guess, different people within Pixar or people working their way into Pixar. But these little shorts they put on YouTube, I guess there's more and they're going to have a series of these. That's fantastic. You know, I I absolutely loved the Kit Bull short that came out a few weeks ago oh, out of this yes. program. And I even liked the two robots on the train. Oh, yeah. They were such good stuff. Oh, I'm so I'm excited to see what people are creating. I, see, I, Pixar has always been really good with shorts and finding new ways to tell stories and unique and creative stories as well. Just, well all uh, the while, all the while using it as a workshop for you know the the development for their next film. Yeah, and I bet some of these people will end up making some shorts because I mean a lot of these shorts we've seen lately. Uh, the the was it Bow was you know 
uh, you know, one of one of their newer up and coming people who made this mm-hmm. short, and then even the one before that, I think it was was it with Big Hero Six. It was the little boy and his father, and the little boy was kind of interested in the superheroes, and his father was you know showing. Oh yeah, him. San, Sanjay's uh, super team. Yes, I think that was with uh, Monsters University. Oh yeah, oh but that one was just adorable but it was you know some of these new talents that have these great story ideas pulling even from their own life a little bit sometimes and oh so i'm excited and then lamp life <laughs> bo peep makes a big comeback in disney pixar's toy story 4 and then leads it into an all new animated short film but it's basically trying to fill in the gap of where she's been since toy story 3 yeah <laughs> Being a lamp that she is, and I guess we get to see a little bit more uh, from what we've seen in some of the trailers. We do see her, some of her her lamp that she comes off of. Mm-hmm. So, but oh, um, that's a big one. Oh yeah, big one is going to be Monsters at Work. Yay! Six months after the end of Monsters Incorporated, so now we get to see, you know, how has uh, Monstropolis changed? How has Monsters Inc. changed now that they are using laugh power? Uh, to, to do everything. There's a, a level that's in uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, which I'm going to guess might tie into this series somewhat. Um, but uh, definitely an interesting take, and we know that we're going to have John Goodman and Billy Crystal back to reprise their roles as Soli and Mike. Yeah, and John Ratzenberger, so I hope he's playing the Abominable Snowman again. Of course he's playing the Abominable Snowman. He's Who else got is to be serving? Who else is going to be serving those... Uh, Snow cones. Snow cones. <laughs> lemon flavor. Yeah, they're lemon. Uh, although it looks like this is going to mainly focus around a new character, Tyler Tuskman, an yes. eager and talented young mechanic who works on the Monsters Incorporated facilities team, but dreams of working his way up to the laugh floor. Which I understand because, you know, they're already putting a lot of money to get some pretty big names in some of their Star Wars series, and maybe they can't afford Billy Crystal and John Goodman to do a regular series. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hope we get to see a lot of Mike and Sully. That's, I mean, they're the ones that we've we've loved those characters for a long time. I like new characters, but I already have a love for a couple of them, so please don't leave them out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, definitely we're going to be seeing some of our, you know, base, you know, we know Sully, we know uh, Mike, uh, we also know, oh no, I forgot Mike's girlfriend's name. Yeah, Jennifer Tilly's character. Yeah, her um, character is back. Um, and some of these other names that I'm Celia. seeing Kel- Yeah, Celia. Um, but uh, we new cast members are going to be Kelly Marie Tran, Henry Winkler, uh, Lucas Neff, uh, Stephen Stanton. Those are all names I've, I've seen, and it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know if Henry Winkler has actually done an animated character. He may have. He's done so many things. Yeah, he has. Hey. <laughs> but I don't think he did Fonzie in the Fonzie and cartoon series. Well, he should have, because it would have made it better. <laughs> well, you know, didn't last long. <laughs> no. But one thing that is going to be better is Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, <gasps> Season 6. With the final 12 all-new episodes. I feel like I, I might need to go back and watch some of the old series, which I bet the entire series will be on there. I'm certain of it. I, I feel like I need to back up before I work my way into it so I remember where we left off. And this is great because this is going to finally explain the Mandalorian uh, war that goes on, which, like, mm-hmm. the beginning of the Ahsoka book, she's in the middle of it, and I'm like, what's going on? I'm so confused. And I haven't gotten to finish reading the book, but I, I'm, I think I'm going to wait until I see uh, what's going on there in the series, and then I think some of that will make a lot more sense as I go into it. But apparently the author of that book, uh, she was at Celebration, and she's got some other books she's gotten working with. I think, I, I don't know if she's got another Ahsoka book or anything going on. I didn't. I wasn't hearing the audio. I just saw her there. 
I was busy doing something else at the time. I just had it on screen. So <laughs> I was like, oh, it's the Ahsoka author. Oh, yeah. But, well, well, this is going to be weird. What if? How weird? <laughs> Marvel's yes. What If. This has been a series of Marvel comics where, you know, I've, I've got one issue that's what if the Punisher became Captain America. Mm-hmm. But they ask all these interesting questions about the Marvel Universe. And so each episode, this could be like the Twilight Zone in Marvel, but each episode is going to explore a pivotal moment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Although, I guess Cinematic Universe mainly, turn it yes. on its head, which I did see that we have Haley Atwell coming back to play Peggy Carter again. Yes, yes. And most of the uh, original actors are going to be involved in this series. So that's going to be great. That's going to uh, be fun. But they had me at Haley Atwell. Be still my yes. breath. She's cutie. <laughs> <laughs> She's just awesome. So moving right along. See, I do like tall brunettes. I did marry one, so. And British accent. Oh, there you go. So, so, <laughs> so that makes me a Haley Atwell fan. So anyways, we have a few documentaries in there. Something called Encore. This is being executive produced by Kristen Bell, also known as Anna. Uh, she's getting some of her castmates from a high school musical and uh, talking about recreating the original performance in a high school reunion. So this sounds more like reality TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it looks like they're also going to try to do stuff with like The Sound of Music, Beauty and the Beast, and Annie. Uh, But this is going to be available at launch. Oh, but this next is the one I'm excited about. Yes, the Untitled Walt Disney Imagineering Documentary Series. I hope they've dug into that archive footage like Jim Corcus was talking about. They have all this stuff. It's like, what are you doing with all this stuff before you don't throw it away? I'm Mm -hmm. hoping we get to see some of this stuff. Oh, I sure hope so. And the pedigree on this, it's, uh, you know, created by Leslie Iwerks. Oh, yes. Yes. It's not only related to Ub Iwerks, but she has certainly produced some very impressive documentaries on her own as well. Oh, this is going to be so great. This I might have to watch and memorize this thing. <laughs> but it's a documentary series, so I'm like, wow, this is going to take a long, a lot of watching. But oh, my gosh, I'm nerding out completely. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel's Hero Project. This series is going to be produced by Marvel New Media, partnering with Maggie Vision Productions. It's going to have a uh, some some remarkable positive change. Several young heroes are making in their own communities. So this is basically showing some people being heroes in their life and doing some neat things. So this will be kind of an inspirational series. Personally, yep. I I when I when I look at this, it make, reminds me when Stan Lee did Who Wants to Be a Superhero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good. I, I, the second season, I it, it wasn't. I don't think it was good. I kind of fell off of it. But the first season, it was fun. So, I like. I would be nice to be able to bring that back. But you don't have Stan Lee anymore, and he's part of what made that series fun. Yeah. So, but that for some reason made me think of that. But this is just showing people just being heroes, and that's something else. If you ever, if anyone ever listens to the Real Brian Show, it's one of his themes is unlocking your inner superhero. So, what is it that you can do that you can make something better and go do it? Yes, 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 yes. And, um, um, but even um, next, um, yes, um, um, a, a a great um, 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 narrator. Yes, like um, we 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 didn't know if they should, but they certainly could. To they uh, make this, <laughs> they packaged it and they sold it, and and it's here. And we're gonna watch November the heck 12. out of this thing. <laughs> it's the world according to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Which uh, this is, it's just Jeff going around to different things and finding all the weird connections between science and history of all these different little things we know of people and uh, items, sneakers, or ice cream. He's even something that lists. This reminds me. There's on Netflix. There's a series. Um, I cannot think of the guy's name. 
Uh, he was on the uh, Black Adder series, some of the later series of that. But he has a thing where he tours through America and just looks at stuff from you know, getting everything from a British perspective. Uh, oh, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Starring with uh, Stephen Fry. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Fry's America. I've watched a few yeah. episodes of that. It's kind of fun. I don't really remember a whole lot of it, but it was interesting, you know. But Jeff Goldblum getting his, you know, interesting take on everything. Just because who doesn't love Jeff Goldblum? Oh yeah. I saw a hand in the back. All right, throw that person out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got to sing this one. Be our chef. Be our chef. Make some food that I yeah. Okay, I will get as far as I can go. <laughs> what if your family had the choice to create the next great Disney parks dish? Yeah, we you could wouldn't be talking about it because I don't get that creative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. The, the, you know, we've had great Disney uh, dining options such as footlong hot dogs with macaroni and cheese on them. That's to, my kind of meal. <laughs> <laughs> to the Pongu Pongu, which, oh, I've got to tell you, Jeremy, we got to get you to Pandora to try that. It is a pineapple pudding, maybe, in uh, an egg roll that Ooh. is just too die for. Wow. Anyhow, um, what this series does, Be Our Chef, is it gives you the opportunity to create your own concoctions to be sold at, uh, uh, or presumably to be sold at Disney. It's a kind of a competition between two families as they work to create these magical creations. That's 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 perfect for like a, the foodie in me. I probably would watch that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I don't usually watch the Food Network, but it's Disney, so I think I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This next one really interests me, though. It's, oh heck uh, yeah! Well, let's the first. Let's just go through the first eight episodes. And we're talking Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, which is you know best of the series, Mary Poppins, the Muppet Movie, Tron, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And it's in a series. Please, can we watch this? Cinema Relics. Yes. An anthology series taking a look at some of these movies with props and costumes and the people who made them. The actors interacted with them. It's too bad that we don't have Bob Hoskins around to talk about his experience of trying mm -hmm. to interact with all these characters that wasn't there. But I'm sure there's enough archival footage they could dig into it. Oh, yeah. But this is being produced by ABC Studios, and uh, Jason Henry and Dan Lanigan are in there. For a while, I must have read that as Jason Hervey. That's a different guy altogether. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, you know, they're, they're focused here on Disney productions, but I'm wondering if, uh, you know, they might uh, make a trip up to um, Skywalker Ranch. Or even Arendelle? Well, Arendelle is a possibility, I guess, yeah. but Skywalker Ranch has a lot of uh, props, but uh, yes, it you does. Know, how, how do you make, how do you make, how do you make Frozen? Uh, it gets really cold, and on a very cold day, I might sit and watch this one. It would be interesting. I think oh, this um, could be the beginning of launching a series of different films being made at Walt Disney Animation Studios. Yeah, you know, one this of the great... Into the Unknown, making Frozen oh, yes. 2. Well, you know, one of the, you know, aspects of the old uh, Disneyland TV series and the Walt Disney uh, series back in the 50s and 60s was getting that behind-the-scenes look yes. into how things were made. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping this is, you know, because this is, you know, focusing on Frozen 2, 
But I have a feeling maybe we could get you know this a series of this where they're going to talk about all the different productions going on at Walt Disney, mainly in the animation studios. Maybe even they have some archival stuff talking about some of the previous you know films. Because mm-hmm. I remember I, uh, and I I haven't looked to see if it's on any of my collections or not. But I remember when Lion King was first coming out that on the Disney Channel they had Robert Guillaume hosting a behind the scenes look at the Lion King. I recorded that sucker on a VCR tape, VHS, and I watched it all day, man. I just kept watching it over and over, like, this is so cool. So, yeah, and the thing is, with all of these shows that we've talked about, we are just barely scraping the surface of what this, uh, what Disney Plus is providing to us. You know, we've got everything from a series about the magic of Animal Kingdom, where they're looking at the Animal Kingdom and the uh, living with the sea, sea based aquarium over in Epcot. Oh, uh, so we're neat. getting documentaries about uh, the Marvel Universe and how the comics have impacted society and vice versa. Um, talking about uh, a trip that Bob Woodruff takes with his 27 year old son. Uh, to visit all of the places that an average tourist isn't going to venture. Um, a competition called Shop Class, uh, with where students have to design, build, and test contraptions. Um, a documentary series about lives of people changing the ways we see the animal kingdom. And uh, conservation, even. I, I like exactly. that. Exactly. And, and you know, it's uh, nice that they're working in with National Geographic because Disney owns that now as too. Yep. So that's we're gonna have some good quality uh, nature content. I'm pretty sure from this. Oh yeah, most definitely. But oh my gosh, ink and paint though is something I'm very much looking forward to. Yes. Oh. And even looking at how how some women helped create some of the greatest animated film, animated films of all time because they you know people just seem to forget that women have done great things in animation over there at Disney. You know oh, they yes. weren't being kicked out or locked away somewhere. It's like no women have been animating and doing wonderful things. Oh my gosh! But I, I think for like these films, maybe we should just run through what we know. Yeah, because you're you ain't kidding, man. We are just scratching the surface. I mean, we could have done the entire show on this, but we want got some Star Wars. I guess we want to get to. But there's the live action Lady and the Tramp, mm-hmm. which if they mess this up, I'm gonna cry because I that's like that's I mean the one of the first Disney movies that I remember watching over and over when we rented that that videotape. We just watched it three times that night. I love that film. Yeah. And then we got, excuse me, Bill, Bill Hader. Isn't that, is that Napoleon Dynamite or? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Bill Hader was on Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. Well, he's got something. He's playing Nick Kringle on some sort of a Christmas movie called Noel. We've got a Phineas and Ferb movie. Yes. I'm presuming this will be animated, but if I find out this is live action, okay. This could be, it could be fun. Oh, no, it's, 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 it is animated and it's in production now. Awesome. Stargirl from a, a young adult novel. Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made by Stephen Pastis. That I'm sold right there, T Stephen Pastis. <laughs> or Stefan. I think he goes by Stefan. Wasn't he what yeah. were you there? Yeah, he was he was at yeah, yeah, I was there with you when he yeah. uh, did a panel at uh, Planet Comic Con. Yeah, he's, he's the, the guy creator behind. of Pearls Before yeah. Swine. Yeah. So he wrote a book called Timmy Failure. I, I I'm watching Mistakes this movie. Were made. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I gotta watch this. So, Togo, True Life Adventures in the Alaskan Tundra, takes place in 1925 with diphtheria outbreak. That sounds fun and pleasant. Uh, we're looking at Captain Marvel, Dumbo, Avengers Endgame, Aladdin, Toy Story 4, The Lion King, the newer one, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, not watching that one, Frozen 2, probably going to see, Star Wars 9, yes. 
<laughs> Library highlights. By the end of year one, Disney will house more than 7,500 episodes of television and 500 movies. There's a sampling of it. Oh, my gosh. When you Because okay, we've talked about, like, every movie that they have is going to be there. Every Star Wars movie. Oh, look, and yes, Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated series, all of it will be there. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, oh, they're the digging deep. An extremely oh. goofy movie. Oh, I hope the regular Goofy movie will be there. Of course, I got Goofy movie on DVD. Extremely Goofy movie. I think I've tried to watch and I fell asleep. I need to... Oh, look, the Rocketeer. They're showing a little love to that one. Yep, yep. The Parent Trap from 61. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And even television series. DuckTales, the 1987 DuckTales. Goof Troop. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Malcolm in the Middle, Guardians of the Galaxy's animated series. And Uh, let's not forget The Simpsons. Yeah, which, you know what? I, I liked the first season. I might watch that one again. Oh, so much. I, 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 I'm, I'm keeping Netflix long enough to watch Stranger Things, but then I think I'm done. Well, no, I got to watch that Dark Crystal series, though, too. But, I, I you know, uh, nice knowing you, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you know, keeping the price down at six ninety nine though, for the year uh, or, or for the, per month. Well, you can yeah. do a year for $69.99 and pay for yeah, all and- up. But get basically two months for free when you do that. Uh, I'm tempted. Maybe I should just do it. I'll put it on a credit <laughs> card. I don't care. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, but one other little quick little bite of things. Bob Iger has announced that he will officially step down as CEO of the Walt Disney Company in 2021. So I think we've heard this before. We, we've, we, he's, uh, Actually, extended his contract, I think, two or three times. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this this is just confirmation coming from him that he's definitely going to be stepping down. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to rearrange the order on a couple of things real fast, what we have in the notes. Uh, but uh, this this just this is outside Disney. But this makes me happy. I think I raised this question even last – was it last week we did Shazam? I'm wondering what's going on because we were hearing so much about The Rock playing Black Adam. Right. And I thought he was going to be in the Shazam movie, and he wasn't. Well, they, they certainly alluded to him. Yeah. Well, it's coming, but they thought it would be better to give Black Adam his own movie and Shazam have his own movie with, you know, a great one of his classic villains, apparently. So Shazam, a great movie. Shazam is even still dominating the box office. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, it's such a fun movie. But Black Adam with The Rock is coming. In fact, The Rock actually helped produce uh, the Shazam film, I found out from this. Hmm. So this Black Adam movie is coming. They've been working on it for like he's. It, it says it's been like for ten years. It seems that they've been kind of juggling this around and trying to go go go, ahead, go forward with this. But Black Adam will have his own origin story, and then by I'm, I'm hearing the rumor it could be like the third Shazam movie is when you're finally going to get him and Black Adam together uh, and see what happens when they clash. So yes, it is happening, boys and girls, and I'm very happy about that because I really, really, really liked Shazam. That was so much fun. But uh, oh my gosh, I, I I wonder if it's too early to pre-order. What is this? Uh, November fifteenth. And uh, uh, this is a good time for me to play the audio of the trailer they had for uh, Fallen oh, Order. Yes. Yes.
accept the past. Execute Order 66. my gosh uh and now they did say that the footage you're seeing that you see in the trailer is not actually like the story of the game and it's, it's not from the game but yet it is rendered with the engine that the game play will be in hmm so but they they basically they summed up some things that you'll kind of get the idea of some of the concepts but this cameron monahan from Gotham, he was Jerome, basically the Joker. He's playing Cal Kestis, who was a Padawan when Order 66 happens. Now, part of me wonders if he comes across Kanan at any point. If yeah. we get to see Kanan in the game, that would be awesome. Uh, but he has been hiding. But at some point, uh, the way that he presented in this trailer as the idea that he does something, you know, because he's got a good heart. You know, he's a good guy. He's going to be using the Force and being found out by the Inquisitors. That he is, you know, a force user, and he's going to find a former Jedi who's also apparently been in hiding as a mentor, and she's going to be teaching him. And that, that you're going to be a, a single story game, no multiplayer, no pay to win stuff, no microtransactions, just a no great story game. So, but the nice thing is, I'll I'll bet they'll have some extra content that they'll they'll sell, kind of like Spider Man. You know, you had some extra stories you could play. Mm -hmm. I bet there'll be something like that they'll come up with. But it'll be worth it. Um, I wonder if I can put some money down now and reserve this thing November 15th. Merry Christmas, Jeremy wants a Star Wars Jedi game. <laughs> Fallen Order. I am Because I, we've been hearing about it. I'm like, ooh, hey, this sounds cool. But now that I've gotten a look at it and getting to see some of the motion capture, as they had footage of the motion capture with Jerome and some of the story coordinators teaching him how to fight like a Jedi. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I'm excited. Well, as long as he doesn't become uh, Darth Vader's secret apprentice, I'm good. Oh, I would almost be happy with that a little bit. You know, I, I, I enjoyed those games. You know? <laughs> but what's fun is we got to see a new droid, BD-1, who's actually useful. Because one of the things that's cool about Battlefront 2 when you do the story mode is your little droid that you, uh, she has on her back. Yeah, and yeah. And you do all the fun stuff. So they, they like that idea. So you gave it a different a droid, and you're going to actually be able to upgrade him throughout the game to give him Ooh. new abilities to help you. He'll start out as like a spotlight, and he'll, he'll you know, when you're in a dark area, he'll pop the lights on and let you see <laughs> but he's basically like he really looks like the head of some droids you've seen in star wars like little mechanic droids where i like two big square eyes except for it's like the think of the two square eyes with just these two goofy little legs hanging off of them <laughs> but he, he sits on your back i'm like oh and he's even got like special sounds done by uh i'm got bill burke ben burke bill the burke. original sound guy yeah oh wow so the guy who came up with the sounds for R2-D2 and everything in the original film is doing sounds for BD-1. <laughs> that was my, my nerding out there, by the way. That's what... <laughs> oh, there you go. Out. 
I am so super excited. But, oh, yeah, before we uh, get too much further, well, we've almost covered a lot of the stuff that was at the uh, panel. Um, oh, like the Mandalorian. Where did I put my notes for the Mandalorian on this thing? Well, I guess it's coming up when there was a bit of a... Tra- I have it in the trailer park, so let's just dive into the trailer park because we did. I did see a little bit of a trailer peek because it was online for a little bit before it got pulled because nobody was supposed to be uh, filming it. But uh, let's go visit the trailer park. Another gator got in the house. Another gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Get him all. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. Life's not fair, is it, my little friend? While some are born to feast, others spend their lives in the dark. Begging for scraps. Everything you see exists together in a delicate balance. While others search for what they can take, a true king searches for what he can give. Run away, Simba, and never return. You must take your place. circle of life. Okay, now there's there's two things that I would like to see when something is remade or when like somebody covers a song. And I was just talking about this actually to uh, my wife because uh, on Pandora, I actually heard Chris Cornell, formerly of Soundgarden, you know, he's passed away doing a version of Billie Jean. Hmm. And it's very similar to what uh, um, Johnny Michael Cash Jackson? did. Oh, no, like Johnny, you know how Johnny Cash took a Soundgarden song and yeah. even a Nine Inch Nails song and completely recreated them, but yet kept the spirit of the song alive. And if you cover a song, there's two things I, I enjoy. Either you do something faithful to the original, but maybe just more the style of your band, like Weezer's great at. I love what they when they do covers. Or you do such a reinvention that it's 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 it, you capture the feel and everything about that song without losing what the song is and just make a whole new version. Yeah, Lion King trailer feels like they took the source material and remade it. With better looking animation, and I'm I'm happy with that. If it's if <laughs> if there's not too much deviation from the original movie, I can live with that, and I will enjoy it. And I, right now, I I I really liked this trailer. I'm excited now. Oh, good, good. I'm still on the fence, but I've been on the fence for with most of these uh, Disney remakes uh, that have been coming out over the past few years. So I'm willing to give it a benefit. Um, but honestly, Lion King was never my favorite Disney movie to begin with. So, well, okay. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. 
Yeah, and I think it was at uh, Tim Devine that we talked to him a long time ago. He was not a big fan of the Lion King either, but I like the Lion King. I, I, I mean, heck, I got a bit of a history with Lion King. Um, oh, I, like I was mentioning before, watching that Robert Guillaume uh, special over mm-hmm. and over again. And then I had the soundtrack on a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Now, when the Lion King film came out, I was actually on a uh, pilgrimage. Basically, uh, it was this U- United Nations pilgrimage that uh, the Odd Fellows Rebecca's Lodge. It's something my grandmother b- belonged to, and my, I think my grandfather was part of it. But the Odd Fellows were the men, and the Rebecca's were the women's, and they they do stuff. Uh, and but they sponsor this trip. I don't. Hopefully, they're still doing it. Uh, my junior year, or I guess it was right after my GM, right after my junior year, where I got to travel cross country in a bus full of people my age. We went to Philadelphia. I got to see where the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence was signed. I got to see the Liberty Bell. I went to Gettysburg, got to see the battlefields there, got to see some old buildings that still have cannonballs lodged in the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to Washington, D.C., went to the Smithsonian, went inside the Capitol building. Uh, then finally landed in New York to visit the United Nations building and even see a Broadway show before we made a quick trip to Niagara Falls, which actually wasn't that impressive to me. I know it's a lot, just a lot of water. <laughs> when you go to Colorado and you see beautiful waterfalls cascading down the mountains, you go look at Niagara Falls, and it's like, this isn't cascading off of anything. It's just a lot of water, which is neat, but I personally, I wasn't impressed with Niagara Falls, but I didn't get a chance to see the movie when it opened because I was on this trip for a couple of weeks, but I had that soundtrack, and I about had it memorized by the time I got in the theater when I came home. <laughs> so I listened to that soundtrack tape over and over. That and the Flintstones soundtrack, because the Flintstones had just come out in May, and I went yeah, to yeah. that one. So I was going back and forth between that, <laughs> this and the other, listening to those soundtracks the entire trip while I was on that bus. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have a history with the Lion King. <laughs> uh, but anyways, moving on to the next trailer, which, uh, frankly, I'm not that impressed. This is an average American family. And so is this. And so are these. Every family is different, but some families are more different than others. Get out! It's hideous. It's horrible. It's home. Is that really as tight as you can make it? Hello. Wednesday, what do you have there? I'm not sure. Strange. There's usually a murderous clown attached to the other end of these. Come now, Gomez. Don't forget to kick your father goodnight. Yes, mother. Boxley, blow F6, fire in the hole! You sunk my battleship. <laughs> well done, Pugsley. How I wish something would liven up this already tedious day. <laughs> Thanks for trying, Ichabod. So the Adams family, and I tell you what, it's it's basically making every joke we expect them to make. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that I like about it is it is very much in the style of Charles Adams. Yes, it is. You know, but beyond that, there, there's not much of a hook there to catch me. Yeah, it's just basically making the typical ha-ha Adams Family jokes that 
Yeah, we get it. You know, we kind of we see the jokes, the punchline coming as soon as they've set it up. Uh, so I'm hoping so there, there's some better humor. It kind of surprised us just a little bit because, um, but that is the humor of the Adams family is their oddity, murderous sort of uh, ways mm-hmm. and their dark humor, you know. Uh, but for I think they might be aiming at slightly younger audience with now with animated. So you might have a lot of kids that are not as familiar with the Adams family. Uh, in fact, when I drove a school bus uh, a few years back, I had the Adams Family theme play on Halloween. I had a you know a CD made and uh, the Adams Family theme. Let me tell you that these kids have something entirely different for the snap snap. And when it started saying the lyrics to the Adams Family theme, they were like, "What is this?" <laughs> but let's just say it was pretty perverse what they were saying. Uh, um, uh, so I'm not going to repeat it here. Gotcha. So, so there's actually a whole generation that's not familiar with Adam's family, and I think this movie might be aimed at them. Uh, but I'm still going to go just because it could be fun. Yeah. So I'll go, but I want to see more. Yeah. But something that did impress the heck out of me was Cobra Kai Season 1, and holy cow, look, a preview for Season 2. Cobra Kai is back where it belongs. Back on top. But the real story's only just begun. Thought you were dead. Cobra Kai never dies. Ever since the tournament, all I've been thinking about are ways to destroy Cobra Kai. But opening your own dojo, make sure you can balance that. Balance is my thing. The city is crowded. We got some new recruits. Show them what real karate looks like. It's just an insane karate cult that's brainwashing half the school. That's why I'm opening up Miyagi Do. It's too hard to handle, so I got to get up and go. You got room for one more? Someday the fight may come to you. And I want to make sure you're ready. Got you. Time to see what Miyagi Do is made of. Something tells me there's a can of wax in my future. It's a crew. All together! Which one of you has the balls to take on the champ? My name's Miguel. Tori. With a Y. You better hope that your soldiers are ready. They have kids. Do you have a crush? Is it Robbie? The fight is only over when you say it is. Let's finish the fight. The sensei doesn't teach destruction and disrespect. We need to talk about what you've been putting in my kids' heads. Same lessons I taught you. Strike first, strike hard. No mercy. Fighting positions? These things don't end well. This isn't a tournament, this is real life. There are no rules. It's not how I taught you to fight. You want to finish this? Bring it on. And now I have a reason to, to get YouTube red. <laughs> That's all I can say. Because wow, did you see the first season of Cobra Kai? No, I haven't. Uh, all I know is just the bare bones that it's Johnny, you know, coming back, uh, starting the Cobra Kai dojo back up again, and Danny Larusso is somewhere involved in this, and he's kind of been a jerk to. Uh, Johnny in their later years. So beyond that, I don't know much else. 
Well, you're you're close to it. Danny ha- Daniel hasn't really been purposely a jerk. He's just become successful, and Johnny has not been, and that goads Johnny. And Johnny's always blamed him for where his life is at because some people, you know, they get stuck in the past in a bad way, mm-hmm. and they never move on in their life. Uh, I, I I have a way I think I can be able to help you to be able to view this, and I will talk to you later about that. Uh, but if you haven't gotten to see it, y'all, you know, get get yourself a YouTube Red account. Uh, and, and and check out the first season. I will warn, though, this is not as family-friendly as the original films were. There are a couple of bits um, that are a little bit, I don't think, were necessary. Uh, but overall, I mean, it was a great series, and it's very interesting because, you know, the, the original Karate Kid movies, it's very black and white. It's black hat, white hat. This is kind of that gray area where they're more like normal people where everybody's trying to do what they think is kind of the right thing, that maybe they're causing problems and not meaning to. Mm-hmm. So this was very, very interesting. This was more like real people, but you're already invested in these characters uh, yeah. and, and seeing how they go. So it's I'm, I'm very interested in this. And so it looks like I have to put some money into YouTube again. So <laughs> <laughs> but now we, we kind of mentioned with a Mandalorian, we got to see a panel at Star Wars Celebration and there was some footage. Uh, that they showed and they, they told everybody afterwards, oh, by the way, you're not supposed to stream this. Now, of course, some people, they didn't say that before they showed the footage. So some people went and, and streamed it real quick to YouTube. And so I got a chance to get a look. And it was mainly a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah. But there is at least some information. We don't know a whole lot about the story other than we don't we don't know what the names of the main character other than they call him the Mandalorian or, or Mando. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's out there as a bunny hunter, and it was, a lot of this is it, it's uh, like just a uh, short amount of time after Return of the Jedi. So the Empire is slowly yeah. coming apart, although there's still some stormtroopers around, and you have one character who is an ex-rebel shock trooper, and she's trying to find her name, Cara Dune, uh, played by uh, well, let's see, the last name was Carano, Gina Carano, uh, which very pretty actress, actress, but she has this likes kind of. When you see her in the in the, what they put in the picture in the Mandalorian, she has this very kind of tough, battle hardened sort of look. But uh, when she came out, you, you know, she was you know looking nice for a panel and everything, and it's like a complete three sixty when you see what she looks like as her character. Her character looks like you know she's seen some stuff, and so now she's just trying to figure out. Well, now that the war is over, now what do I do? Which I find weird because I would think she would want to become part of a Republic army, but maybe she wants to step away from like, okay, my my war's done. Uh, I want to get away from that life. Maybe that's where, where they're coming from. But she ends mm-hmm. up part of a bounty hunter group. So I guess this being a bounty hunter is different from being at war with the Empire. But uh, th- that seems kind of weird to me for a character. But it's, it's, it's intriguing because I want to know what their angle is with her. Yeah. Because she probably just wants to escape any further battles because there's still some cleanup that's got to go on. You know, mm-hmm. and we know at some point a First Order comes around and, and maybe uh, maybe some people aren't as dead as we were led to believe, perhaps. <laughs> we'll get into that here in a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Do it. Uh, so, but oh, Dave Filoni has been involved with this. It was apparently original yep. idea from John Farrow and Dave Filoni jumping in. Oh, I'm in. Well, and not just Dave Filoni. Taika Waititi is also directing an episode. Yes. That's going to be a funny episode, I have a feeling. Then <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard. I've never seen anything she directed, but I like her just, you know. Of course, I like her, but I don't like her just because her father's Ron Howard. But I right. like her, what I've seen her in. Plus, I have a thing for redheads anyway, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, but there is actually a picture on Variety of the character that's just Sock Trooper. And, you know, she looks all like tough with her big gun. But it was, it was completely different because she was smiling kind of shy at the panel. And then you see this character is like, and she looks all buff. And they're like, I'm a big gun. I will, I will blast away any stormtroopers. But holy crap, Carl Weathers. Yeah. <laughs> I am totally in for this. <laughs> I, I that's it. I'm you know I'm sold. I like I wasn't already excited and like oh this sounds cool. I'm I am like pumped up for this. I'm waiting for November. Oh yeah, it cannot come soon enough. <gasps> I am so so excited for this. But oh but something also, else that got uh, me pretty excited. Well, I can't wait for December twentieth either. Oh yes, because we finally got that. And now I bet and everybody's probably seen this, but we're gonna play the audio for you anyway. Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. And somebody, it's funny, somebody did comment that like, oh, look, it's Breathing Ray again. Because didn't we just do the last opening teaser was that for the last mm-hmm. movie? And like, I think it was. It was. <laughs> it was. But the important thing is, <laughs> now, what in the heck does that mean? Especially, okay, you, you get to see the you know parts of a Death Star that they're yes. going to go to. Yeah, that's part parts of the second Death Star, actually. So... They're like, oh, so I, it seems like they might be investigating into something that happened. Like there's some sort of mystery maybe going on that maybe maybe Palpatine's alive somehow. Maybe he's not alive, but they need to find out and dig in something that they're maybe, maybe going to flash back to Palpatine or something. Or maybe he's a Sith ghost. The, ooh, 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 I hadn't thought of that. Uh, oh, 
There's so much stuff that could be happening here. I'm like, that completely caught me off guard. And then when they, in the panel, they show the, the teaser and then Ian McDermott comes out, roll it again. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Because what if he's been behind the whole forced order the whole time? Because we even did get to see, you know, in, in Battlefront 2, he had left certain things to be taken care of Operation in the event of his death. Yes. What if there's more to Operation Cinder than what we know so far, and we're about oh, yeah. to learn it all? <laughs> and you know, it, go ahead. Oh, and I was just going to say, I love the title "Rise of Skywalker" mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it ties right into "Revenge of the Sith" and "Return of the Jedi." Mm-hmm. But who's the Skywalker that's rising? I am still betting on it. Cause I think I said it from the force awakens. Ray could possibly be a Skywalker and maybe she was fully trained. But at the moment when Kylo Ren went, they tucked her away in a planet, gave her some false memories, removed all her ever memories with the force, but she still kind of remembers all the training. And maybe that's why she seems to just be able to do what she needs to do. If they manage to get that revealed, they have fixed a lot of the problems. That you know she had, was trained, but she doesn't remember being trained, and she doesn't. She thinks she's been on Jakku the whole time, but maybe she wasn't. She probably wasn't dropped off as a girl. She might have been dropped off much later, but thought that she's been there her whole life because they they had to they wanted to hide her from her brother. See, this is what I'm thinking. And this is kind of where I was going from the like the first film. I had this thought in my head. I'm like, what if she's the kind of the Skywalker that is going to rise? And oh my goodness, and I still want to see a Qui Gon ghost. I don't know if we'll ever get to see a Qui-Gon ghost. I think they pretty much closed the book on why and how Qui-Gon was able to speak with Yoda. But, but see, what, what, what gets me excited is the dialogue there where Luke says, you know, a thousand years of Jedi are with you. And we've, he seems like he's saying stuff like we've taught you everything. And I'm like, ooh, so maybe as a Force ghost, he's been kind of teaching her more. or And maybe Yoda has appeared to her. So I was thinking maybe Qui-Gon could have appeared to her, you know. So Possibly. maybe she's been getting advice from them all. Maybe even Obi-Wan appears to her. Or Could be. Anakin maybe show up? You know, we need to have some sort of a connection to the prequel trilogy. Yes. And it needs to be in this movie. Um, we've got mm-hmm. all of the ties back to the original trilogy, but, you know, something has got to bring this full circle. If they're saying it's the end of the Skywalker saga, well, let's tie it back into the beginning. Put a beautiful blow on it. Exactly. Beautiful blue bow. Beautiful blue bow. And I want to see how, uh, because obviously somebody teaches Ray how to build a lightsaber, because she's got pieces, enough pieces of Luke's lightsaber that she builds one from from what she's got of that. So, and holy cow, she's jumping over, back flipping over a TIE fighter. Come on, that's cool. Oh, yeah. And we know that's got to be Kylo Ren coming down. I mean, this is probably going to be the epic final showdown between her and Kylo Ren. And the, oh, my goodness. And, and I love Poe's outfit. He looks like Indiana Jones. I love yep. it. Yep. Oh. <laughs> the only other weird thought I've had is this new droid, uh, Dio. Yeah, Dio. He, uh, how does he turn? He's just Much a like wheel a and a cone. Much like a unicycle. I imagine that there's probably a, a Have subtle... you ever seen a unicycle turn? Yes, I have. Because how, how do you do that? I guess you've you got to like kind of hop around. you got to lean. But the way that wheel, how's the little guy going to lean? Because it's a big square off kind of wheel. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Because even and, when he came on stage, he kind of went in a straight line. <laughs> yeah. But even then, they were still 
pretty surprised to see it because on set, all they had were puppets. Yeah. There wasn't an actual droid. So but I, I, it seems like somewhere in the, in the droid workshops, they're just like, just make the cutest little robot you've ever thought of. <laughs> That's what they say. Make doing. it the Pixar version of a robot. <laughs> he Alexa does look like version. a Pixar lamp, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that. But yes, he's the Pixar lamp as a droid. But I'm wondering, that little thing, he's just a wheel and a cone head. What in the world use does he have? What's he do? I, I want to see what his functions are because he doesn't look like he's got much to him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not oh. hiding a, a lighter in one of his you know, little little things that doesn't look like. But we may be surprised at what that little thing's capable of. Hey, we were surprised at BB-8. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, BB-8 was just awesome anyway. Yes. So. But all right, I think is that about everything we know of that we need to cover from Celebration? I think so. Um, we've talked about uh, Episode 9. We've talked about The Mandalorian. We've talked a little bit about uh, Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. We even talked about the 20th anniversary of The Phantom Menace. Yes. And I remember I should do something special with my wife because this is before we were dating, but we waited in line to get tickets to The Phantom Menace together. Mm -hmm. But we should do something special. Well, there you go. If only there were a Star watch. Wars movie coming out this year. <laughs> yeah, if only. So, or even an Avengers movie coming about about the same time the Phantom Menace came out. Oh, maybe this, maybe this is the year that uh, we should all uh, get in touch with uh, Rick Peralta with uh, uh, the, the who's the line Lucas out in California who sets up the lines to wait outside of the. Uh, Hollywood or the Chinese theater. Well, if I could travel out to the Chinese theater, <laughs> that would be a fun trip if I could arrange it. But yeah, I don't know how I'm going to get that to happen. Oh, but uh, we better wrap this up for this week. Next week, I've got some really good travel tips for you. I've already recorded it. Uh, I've learned a lot of stuff that I think maybe next year, if I manage to get myself a trip uh, going to a Disney park, mainly at Walt Disney World, I have a few ideas that might help me save a lot of money uh, getting down there. Uh, and even a good way to be able to hit some of the parks and do a lot more attractions without having to worry about too much of the lines. There are some ways around it now. Disney's been doing a lot of really useful things. Oh, yeah. So, so that will be next week. Uh, so we'll have a lot more fun next week, so make sure you come back next week, and uh, well, may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. 
Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless. Yeah! Hello, everybody. This is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.